Hello, everyone. It's your friend Tristan Miller. I'm just here to inform you that I'm recording my first stand-up comedy album and special on May the 4th in New York City at Caveat at 4 p.m. You can go to the link in my bio on my social media platforms, or you can go to caveat.com, go to May the 4th, and buy tickets there. Highly recommend that you get them early as they are cheaper that way. Also, after the show, I'm going to go, Phantom Menace is playing in theaters. So I'm going to take a big group to go to the nearest AMC or whatever Cineplex and go see my favorite Star Wars movie. I'll say it. I'll say it with my full chest. My favorite Star Wars movie in theaters again. So hope to see you at both things. If you have to pick one, just pick my my show, please. Um, I do. Uh, uh, would, I would like to sell out the house if possible. Anyway, um, love you. I uh, hope to see you soon. Okay, bye bye. Coming soon to theaters, podcasts, film reviews, and so much more. Available at tristanmiller.substack.com. And now, our feature presentation. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Focus Testing, a podcast where we make a movie and about movies. My name is Tristan Miller, and joining me today from beautiful Aotearoa, New Zealand, Joel Vinson. How are you, Joel? I'm very well, thanks. Oh, so good. Saturday morning, I've just had brunch, oh. had a sleep in, yeah, vaping uh, on the couch. Nice. That's a pretty good day, I'd reckon. Yeah, Quite it's just 10 out of 10 so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you have for brunch? I had some toast with avocado and smoked salmon. Oh. Put a bit of lemon juice on it and stuff, yeah. Oh, that sounds really good. Do you have a, would you recommend the restaurant? Oh, it was my kitchen, so I definitely wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I think there's a cultural difference here. Because <laughs> when you say brunch, it's always out to brunch. We know. We got, that's very good. <laughs> no, brunch is just sort of code for like I was too idle to get up early to, enough to have breakfast. <laughs> that's fair enough, you know. I, uh, that's very good. Um, so this is a podcast about movies. Uh, do you remember the first movie you saw in the in the cinema? Oh, I can't remember the very first one I saw. I would have been six or seven, I think. Mm-hmm. But some that stand out to me are my uh, like grandma who was like 80 something at the time taught me to see face off in australia excellent <laughs> which excellent. is great she's like very quite like uh kind of straight up and down conservative australian lady but like seemed to give less um was less worried about violence in movies than my parents were so that was mm-hmm. nice and rumble in the bronx was an early one rumble in the bronx i know that title like what is that jackie chan film oh um, yeah 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 Oh, that's excellent. Some great stunts in it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I think those are the, the two that I always think of that I had seen a bunch when I was younger. But... Mm-hmm. Were, were movies like at all a staple growing up for you? Yeah, I loved going to the pictures. Um, <laughs> I'd probably go, I don't know, like once a fortnight or something. Mm-hmm. I still love going to the movies, to be honest. I just kind of mm-hmm. don't make enough time for it at the moment and do it from home sometimes. Yeah. But um my favorite is if I'm not, uh, if I have like a day off trying to go see a horror movie like early in the morning and try and be the only person in the cinema. Oh, yeah. Which has never quite panned out, but I've had like maybe one other person and it just makes it way scarier. So. 
oh sure yeah because you don't have idle chatter and you're just like really focused oh that'd be really good yeah it's just like you and the void and then a screen with like some <laughs> like you know demon or something on it you and the void and a screen would be an excellent name for a book about film <laughs> yeah <laughs> <It's> very... <laughs> um so face off i have not seen i've been told to see it a bunch Heaps. Oh, it's great. I re- I really rate it. It's like a, just a kind of great, like Nicholas Cage, John Travolta, old mm-hmm. film. And there's a, just an, an, an excellent line of where he's like, like, uh, let's take his face off. You know, just great. And uh, it was around the same time as Conair. So I had a choice between Conair and that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're both equally as great as each other, but I probably have more nostalgia value attached to Facebook. But... That's fair enough. Um, yeah. Now, yeah, I have I have a ongoing bit with a friend of mine about um, Con Air where I've yet to see it, and he oh wow was like recommending it to me every day because he used to be my boss at work, and then I was like ah you know whatever, and then he bought me the DVD, and so I have the DVD right over there, but I still oh, have wow, yet to sweet. see it. <laughs> oh, dude, you're in for a, in for a trashy '90s treat, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I ought to do it, and then I'll have to like. Send him you an do apology a letter. Mm. Do a double feature with Face Off and Connie. They came out around the same time. Oh uh, yeah, that'd be good. That would be very, very good. Um, it's a cool concept because it's like they they basically swap like bodies effectively, right? So you get to see both of the actors playing the villain and the hero, mm, and they're both mm-hmm. like they were both great villains. They both did a great job of being villains, very which cool. to me is always the more interesting archetype. Is that the right word? Like, uh, it's yeah, the yeah, more interesting of the two. Yeah, for sure. I mean, definitely, because like everyone kind of understands why you would want to be, you know, want to do good and help people, because mm. I think that's generally people's nature, despite what the Christians yeah. say. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so it is like why, like why would you ever actually like make a bomb or whatever? Um, but I have some movie trivia for you. Actually, before I do that, you mentioned horror films. Are you a horror film fan? Yeah, I love horror films. Um, I mean, I, I love a whole lot of like subcategories of films, like shark movies and zombie movies and pandemic movies and um, shark but, movies. I, yeah, I love like a good trashy shark film. Excellent. <laughs> good. Yeah. Um, what one would you recommend most? Oh, <laughs> uh, I'd recommend like. Can I do a little spoiler? Oh and yeah, then yeah. People could like yeah, because it's just the one of my favorite scenes. But I think it's called Deep Blue Sea, and it's like hyper intelligent sharks that they've engineered and they've escaped, and they're trying to like. And there's this great like scene where Samuel L. Jackson, prior to his character in the movie, maybe 20 years before, I think the story is he was trapped on an island or a mountain with some people, and mm-hmm. he's just going to confess that they did something horrific. Maybe they ate someone else in the team. And before he can confess, the shark jumps out of the water and eats him. And it's just the greatest, funniest <laughs> like, shark movie scene. That's so good. And I'm sp- I suppose throughout the entire film, they've really been building this atrocity that he's done, eh? Yeah, yeah, like he's going to do this big monologue and he's going to confess to something and the shark's just a hub and gets him a so well. It's just great comic timing. Horror movie, like, well, it's not a horror movie, but, like, horror movies and comedy, there's a lot involved, like, a lot of similarities, eh? Like, tension and release. Yeah. Timing. I love a good trashy horror film. I'm not a big gore fiend. I like Mm. more, I like more, like, it's a weird thing to say, right, but, like, fun horror, like, It Follows or maybe The Black Phone. It's, like, atrocious, Mm -hmm. but it's... You know, slick and and nice, and I also like like I really like Midsomna, uh, Midsomna, mm-hmm. Midsomna. Hereditary mm-hmm. was a bit too much for me. It was probably the best movie I saw that year, but I found it pretty hard going. Yeah, Although yeah. I re- will rewatch it again at some point, and I really like mm-hmm. The Witch. 
Ah, yeah. The Vitch. The Vitch, yeah. The Vitch. All those sort of films. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm big. I've only seen out of the three, the last three you mentioned, I've been meaning to watch the other two, but I saw Midsommar and I really enjoyed that. Big, big ups. Big fans of Florence Pugh over here. Oh, man. I think if I had to pick two horror movies recently, that would have been up there, but then it's been surpassed by Barbarian, which is, I reckon, one of my top favorite films ever. Very good movie. And Speak No Evil, which I'd recommend everybody watch. Leave some time afterwards to have a hug or go to the park, maybe do it in the daytime. Mm. But it's uh, like something that I wish I'd seen as a 16-year-old, actually, because it was very. it's very much about when being polite actually becomes a problem. You know, like not setting boundaries and standing up for yourself. It's a great mm-hmm. film. I think it's a Danish film. Let's see no evil. Speak no evil. Speak no evil. Okay. It's like the most terrifying film you could watch without actually having much like visceral kind of mm-hmm. violence in it. I think there's two violent scenes in it that are quite brief. Okay. Just yeah, to, terrifying. I have to log that in or try and remember to watch it. Um so trivia. Movie trivia. First question, mm-hmm. as always, to everybody. Every guest gets two questions that are the same. The first one is what is movie? What is movie? Yes. What is movie? It's like a very fast-moving picture book with very... sound. <laughs> you know, that's a very... <laughs> I know... If you would hold the right key on the Facebook photo album while the sound... <laughs> that's, that's very good. <laughs> You're too oh. lazy to make a flip book, so you just put the, let the computer do it. When you said yeah. fast moving, I know that like you meant like flipping it, but I like the idea yeah. of it like walking really quickly. That's it's the Usain Bolt of that's that's right. Yeah, it's like it's Usain Bolt and reading yeah. speed. Yep. Very good. <laughs> Which is I mean, if you speed any sound, like if if you recorded any static rhythm, like a page mm. flipping and then speed it up a little bit, you make a pitch. So I mean, I don't know, maybe if you could read a book fast enough speak i don't think anyone's even been able to do it it's hmm. a crazy concept sorry i just yeah, like let that wash weird, over man. me yeah, i was like yeah. oh, that's interesting to think about Ooh. um i like that where your mind's at um this next one i think is appropriate for the conversation we just had which is which horror characters should face off like fight oh yeah. That's a good idea. I mean, a good concept. Uh, yeah. Like Freddy and Jason, but don't pick those two because like it's already no, very no. successful. Oh, man, I don't know. Maybe I'm going to say Black Phillip, the goat from The Witch, because he's iconic. And goat, goat, not devil form. I think he was scarier pre-change, to be honest. <laughs> uh, Black Phillip is pretty iconic. And... Uh, Who's another? Who's another great horror, horror film? Maybe like Black Phillip versus the guy from Psycho. <laughs> oh no, make sure no, I'm gonna hold that. Black Black Phillip versus um, I can't remember his name. The guy from The Shining. Oh, Jack, Jack Torrance. Shining, yeah, yeah, yeah Jack Torrance, yeah. <laughs> I love that as a concept. It's Imagine, driving me nuts. Yeah, Black Phillip and Jack Torrance in the hotel, perhaps. I don't know, that'd be, maybe that'd be a good film. The goats running amok. I can't. Yeah. Deal. Yeah. I love well, maybe, who, what's a real fast movie character sorry go <laughs> I love the idea it was just a goat and some guy and this is the big it's so funny as a concept 
Um, yeah, I mean, they're goats, isn't it? It's a, like it's a it's a goat of darkness. It's an evil goat, you know. Evil goat, evil goat. It's, it's scarier evil. if you can't see its final form, you know, because like mm. and and the shining, like he's. I mean, I guess you see the pr- um, progression, but mm-hmm. when something's malevolent, it's not turning, but it's still malevolent, but it hasn't physically changed yet. It's pretty scary. Yeah, I think so too, because it looks normal, and you're like, "What is going on?" Mm. Um, but I love the idea. <laughs> I'm like, it's just, I don't know. I like the idea of the big bad being a goat, and that makes me want to see the Vivitch. Um, yeah. What? Vivitch. Vivitch. Uh, what, uh, what do you reckon is the best cinema snack? Oh, man. Oh, personally, I, I, I'm a fan of peanuts. Oh, yeah? So, I mean, you can't buy them at the cinema, but, like, I like, you know, you can get those little cans of peanuts. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, love, I love peanuts. Yeah, or any sort of, like, almonds would be good, but peanuts. I'm going to go with peanuts. Um, but I mean, if you're buying stuff from the, the cinema itself, like popcorn is a classic. Mm-hmm. I like just if I was going to eat popcorn, I like the classic kind of like butter salted popcorn, not, mm-hmm. not so much the caramel or whatever for my taste. Yeah, I we don't. So I, I went to the cinema a couple of times when I was visiting and we don't really go as full on with the like different kinds of shakers you guys do. All oh, right. Yeah, we just like you basically get just butter and popcorn. I was like, there's like, again, caramel here. I'm like, what the hell? Are... That's so Oh, really? Fun. So yeah. we one up to America on candy on one, on one thing. <laughs> I mean, it's not go... quality popcorn, but you know. <laughs> I mean, if you go to, I think, a big chain, they might like an AMC is a big chain here, We which they might have that. It was big for a minute, and then everyone's like, this is too much of a hassle. Mm. <laughs> um, we are more lazy than we like candy i think is the main takeaway here <laughs> it's a it's a good health plan eh? yeah just, it's like a yeah very much a homer simpson problem like i want the food but i don't want to get up you know what am i what's what's a boy to do um yeah i mean there's a this you just hope that, that like the the cross of your laziness and like ability to eat like sort of hits the apex somewhere before the heart mm-hmm. attack, I guess. So. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. Um, speaking of villains earlier, what movie do you think is the most likable villain? Oh, good question. Uh, I mean, it's not a horror, eh, but maybe like Batman or something. Yeah. Maybe you that's because consider... all the Batmans annoy me. But uh, <laughs> I quite like the Joker. But um, who, oh, man, what's why, the film with we... the most likable villain? Yeah, why, do you, why do the Batmans annoy you? Because he's a rich white guy beating up <laughs> mentally ill people. I, mean, or... I feel like that. Like I'd like to jump on board that and say that's why. But I feel like he annoyed me before that. Okay. Before I had an actual ethical reason. I'm not sure. <laughs> like it's a good concept, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Hmm. Um. Or maybe I used to like it, and I've just changed it retrospectively. Who knows? But mm-hmm. uh, who's the most likable man? I don't know. That's. Uh, I have to think. Ah. Uh, is The Walking Dead a horror? Well, it doesn't need to be a horror picture. It's just a likable yeah. villain. Could be anything. Maybe like Negan's quite likable, eh? Um, in some way, Negan is like a big one of the big bads in The Walking Dead. Ah, okay. Unfortunately, he's, he's funny. He's funny. You can get away with like murder if you're funny, pretty much, eh? Yeah, that's the that's the plan. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's a good question. I'd have to really think of that. Who's okay. your most likable villain? Oh, uh, likable. I would probably say. Um... Adolf Hitler and Jojo Rabbit. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's a good call. Yeah. 
I, I probably would go with uh, Hitler. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> friendly Hitler, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's... I got a... Do you have a? Do you remember your first character crush? Like you went to a movie and you're like, "Oh my god, this this person." Maybe I remember seeing like uh, Clerks two when it came out and thinking Rosaria Dawson was just gorgeous. She is and remains yeah. so. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, oh, not sure. That's a good question. Hmm. Um, do you? Uh, I'm go with that one. You're going to go with that one? Have you been watching yeah. the Ahsoka series? She's pretty... No, I haven't seen the Ahsoka series. She's pretty good. She's pretty good in it. Mm. And she's pretty hot as a, a as an alien lady. <laughs> oh, man, even better. Great. Yeah. Can I tell you, every time, anytime there's some sort of beautiful woman and they put a bunch of, like, makeup on to make her look like an alien, I'm like, for whatever reason, this is what it is for me. Like, every time yeah. I see Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm like, both they're great. Way to go. Uh, Maybe it's yeah, the yeah, yeah. otherworldliness of it, or oh, I don't know. I probably should have well, uh, confessed that on mic, but um, it's ethical gold digging, right? Because you're maybe trying to like better your situation by potentially like going to Mars or something, but then there's also one less person on the planet that it's going to be like a far less. <laughs> true, 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 true. Um, final question, as always: Why is Austin Powers so sexy? Do you think? Why is Austin Powers so sexy? Probably mm. because he's like not sexy, but he 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 finds himself sexy. Okay, so it's the self belief. Yeah, yeah, self belief. I'm trying to remember whether how nuanced his character was and whether he had any insecurities that came across. But no, I think just because he's just like he's just a spy with bad teeth and he has some corny lines and that's the he, He's not putting it on. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that. To thine own self be true, as it were. Mm. Are you ready for our word for our uh, for the game? Yes, yes. Excellent. So, casualty. C-A-S-U-A-L-T-Y. Casualty. 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 Um, I have an idea of where I think we could go, but if you have an, um, okay. a notion, I leave it to you first, because I don't want to no, lose the guess. Hit me with it. I haven't got anything that's just come straight up. Okay, so my instinct is to say that it is a horror film that is set in a clothing manufacturing plant. Yeah. And they've found a cheaper way to make t-shirts that aren't for working. Uh So they're casualties. But okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. People keep dying yeah. off, so there's casualties as well. Okay, yeah. What do you think about that? Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good concept. Okay, I so, like that. great, super, super, super. So that's the basic outline. Um, who do we want to be following in this? Who's our lead character? Do you reckon? So I reckon perhaps it's like a uh, like a young t-shirt maker on the production line who is like really bought into the idea of like uh being able to work your way up through you know like uh has the rose tinted glasses on and sort of maybe overlooks the fact that they've been treated like badly and paid appallingly and has still got that like uh fresh optimism of youth Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like maybe if i if i you know do a good job making these t-shirts like everything will work out all right 
Yeah. Okay. I like that. So a young idealistic person. Yeah. Young idealistic t-shirt maker. I don't know what the technical term for a t-shirt, t-shirt smith. Seamstress seems a little formal, but might be the most accurate. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess the, the cheaper the t-shirt, the less seams, eh? Yeah. Pretty much. It's like yeah. a print. It's just going. Um, so do we want them in a t-shirt factory? Do we want them to be making bespoke t-shirts? Because you could do a Scooby-Doo thing that at the end, it turns out that it's the big factory that's like trying to get rid of the little guy that is like cutting uh-huh. into their profits. Or it could be a metaphor for capitalism eating you if they work at the um, factory, you know? Do, do we want them in a factory or a, as a bespoke t-shirt manufacturer? Yeah, like a like as a seamstress. I feel like going with just a... Like them working at the factory probably makes more sense, eh? Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a wider. Although I think everything is a metaphor for capitalism in some ways, eh? <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Once you see can't, it, you can't unsee can't it. Escape it, yeah. Yeah, it's like the the code of the Matrix. Um, yeah. But okay, so they're young, idealistic, and they think that if they can just do well enough, that. They can get maybe they're gonna you know work their way up the chain into making the like uh what 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 would you want to be like what's the top of the what would you really want to be making if you're an ambitious young t-shirt maker i i would say definitely i i think they could be having kind of small town dreams of like i just want to run the factory floor you know i just want to work my way up get my pension it's a you know miraculously a union job you know that sort of thing um I would say as well, though, uh, what if they start introducing a new line of T-shirts and they're like, we've never had such breathable, perfect T-shirts before, uh-huh, but yeah. also employees are going missing. Yeah. And it's kind of a Sweeney Todd situation where uh-huh. they're making the T-shirts out of people. Out of the employees. Yeah, 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 right. Because they're very breathable, perhaps because they are. Uh, maybe they work in such bad conditions, they lose weight really quickly and the skin is quite, you know. <laughs> so i like that as well yeah. as a concept of like they bring in all these people that are like uh, that they shrink down as so there's all this extra skin like they're almost yeah, reverse so like, fattening them up yeah yeah totally maybe like the buffalo bill silence the lambs thing we just got to be a bit of yeah or else it gets the hose again absolutely yeah, um, yeah yeah i like that a lot um and then i like this idea of this person work they are successfully work their way up yeah, and then they re- make the realization about the new T-shirts, uh-huh. and then they're faced with a choice of like, are they going to go on? You know, or are they going to try and shut everything down? You know. Yeah, and that's which like is our... always a a good like um point, isn't it? It's an interesting point. Like, uh, say, like Breaking Bad or something. Like, how much choice did he have? Mm-hmm. Really, you could argue he had none, or you could argue he had a lot. Yeah. It's, Never as simplistic as just walking away or not, you know? Yeah, yeah. I I absolutely agree. Um, yeah, I think that'd be good. Um, what do you think they do once they realize what's going on? Once they realize what's going on? Yeah, once they realize that the shirts are made of people. I mean, it's a good question. Maybe yeah. do they try and investigate and and gather evidence to stop it or do they perhaps get a little bit of greed and perhaps try to blackmail the 
person at the top whose job they want. Mm, mm, mm. Or uh, and, and I guess does this character is this character maybe somehow immune from being made into a shirt? Maybe they have particularly robust skin that's not very breathable. <laughs> They're thick skinned, yeah. Yeah, um, grew up on a diet of um, bone broth or something. <laughs> bone broth, thick skinned. They nothing bothers them. Yeah. Um, I like the idea, the two ideas that you really first at the beginning because they both require an investigation and getting evidence. Uh-huh. And I like the idea of us not knowing whether or not they're going to blackmail this person or whether or not they're going to take it to the authorities yeah. up until like kind of the last minute. But the whole third act is them getting evidence yeah. towards it and like doing surveillance, you know, going through the surveillance cameras and that sort of thing. Um, however, I like the idea of them at the end trying to kill this person and they're not able to because of their mm-hmm. skin being too thick. Yeah. And what that means for the fiction that we're weaving. <laughs> you know? Um, I like that. So I think they get caught, right? Uh-huh. And then the, they try to kill this person and it breaks up the machine so they can't make any more t-shirts. Yeah, so maybe, yeah, maybe it's like a thing like, uh, you know, they thought they did away with this worker, but this worker survives or something perhaps. I like that. Ooh, ooh, is this too weird? We'll see. Um, <laughs> if the the worker gets trapped in the machine and is writing messages out on the t-shirts, ah, uh, that's a great idea. Like, help! Um, this corporation is a, killing me. It's a great idea. There's a <laughs> one of my favorite authors is this guy called Avram Davidson. He's got a bunch of short stories, and mm-hmm. uh, I think one of them is called help i am dr morris goldpepper and it's about a dentist who's being forced to make dentures for aliens so they can pass as humans but he's writing little messages on the dentures and you know making like planned obsolescence so they'll have to go to a, an earth dentist to get them fixed at some point and the dentist will read the message oh, that's very good uh, I lo- yeah I, I love the idea of that yeah that, that this this worker being trapped in the machine and having to send messages on the t-shirts is fantastic i think that's great Thank you. Yeah, I th- I'm excited about it too. I think um, also with that, then I think of course the dramatic Twilight Zone and ending is that the T-shirts start selling really well with this anti-capitalist message on it. Yeah, yeah. And that's <laughs> just the end of it. Is like, oh no, this is the opposite of what I wanted. Yeah, um, this shirt is made from a human, and yep. it's just like, not, yeah, yeah, brother. Aren't all of them? Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I like that a lot. Um, who do you think should play the lead person? Mm. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Leave it up to you. I'm trying to think of like a at least someone younger, or at least youth adjacent day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really like Miles Teller. Oh, but sure. It's, yeah. He's maybe less of a an interesting face or like what are we oh he's a great actor Uh, i'm trying to think about the youth i think i think miles teller is an acceptable uh yeah 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 that's great and he's kind of got that everyman thing where he's like yeah you know he he's not 
I was I was gonna say something quite rude. It's like he's not physically remarkable, but you know, yeah, he, yeah. he's like handsome, but it's not like but he's got that every man sort of thing. He's not like a Chris Pine where you're like, okay, this guy's never had a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's just he could be a regular person in your friend group. It's mm-hmm. very charismatic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like that. I also think um that would be good. Uh I do we want to give him like a home life at all, or is it just about the I mean, why is he so motivated to make shirts? Yeah. Maybe, maybe his, I mean, is there some sort of thing like maybe his parents had disappeared in a clothing factory years before and they never finished a shirt? Or I, what's, uh, where my mind goes, I think family is good. Where my mind goes is that, like, he's a third generation immigrant from someplace. Yeah. And his parents and his grandparents had like up until moving to the to the states, his parent and yeah. his family were all like clothing makers. Yeah. And so he's trying to like, I'm getting back to my roots, trying to do mm. people proud. Yeah, carry get, get the family kind of like mm-hmm. trade reestablished. I almost like the idea though of what you were saying as well, of like his parents like being somehow invested i almost like the idea of his dad having or his mom having worked in the factory Mm. and got fired or something and then he's trying to like or i know i like what you said actually no i like the idea of like them disappearing and then him trying to like figure out why years and years later yeah i I mean you could you could almost do both hey i mean i really i do really like that idea of the Kind of and and third generation immigrant and trying to sort of bring back the family mm-hmm. trade because that is a thing. I eh? often like really really great craftspeople. It's like a skill that's passed down. Yeah, like you know through uh, teaching and yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so he's there. He's trying to do his grandparents proud, and he's also trying to find his like missing dad almost yeah i think um and which means maybe his dad ends up being in the machine as well or something i like that as an idea that his dad was also ooh. maybe his dad is the machine like he was the Mm. first person to be able to because of this thick his thick thick skin (laughs) he was able to like make the press that made uh, he and another person fell into this machine and his yeah. body pressed against this other person in such a way that it made a perfect fabric. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that as well. So it's kind of like also this weird sort of um you're doomed to repeat the mistakes of your parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know why? Oh God. Yeah. yeah. It's a pretty bleak movie we're making, eh? Yeah, it is uh, bleak's great though. I mean yep. I, I uh, often read The Road by Cormac McCarthy on Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my own personal <laughs> tradition. <laughs> ass. Oh. Yeah. Oh boy, that's that's grim, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It always my God. Made, like bleak stuff makes me feel better, eh? Because I feel like it just puts my problems in perspective. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. well, I'm not like uh, in the witch, you know. <laughs> so true. <laughs> You know, I don't, there's like I think pretty sure the guy above me is selling meth, but mm. I'm not living in close proximity to like a goat that may be Satan. That's kind of <laughs> you know levels of suffering. Yeah, true, true. That is absolutely 
well worth it. I remember when I was, I was, I've had a very similar moment several times. Like when I was reading the Dark Tower series, I was like, at least I'm not oh, trapped yeah. in another dimension where there's like no food. Like at mm. least I'm okay. Really does end up putting these in perspective. I've read all those too, not for some time, but I think I've read most of Stephen King's books. Can I tell you something, Joel? Yeah, yeah. That's the only series of his that I've ever read. Ah, oh, right. Cool. Okay. Which is like apparently crazy to most people because that's the one where he threw all the other stuff he's ever written in one book. And I was like, oh, this. Yeah. I was like, I don't get any of these references, but okay, cool. Yeah, he has all these kind of recurring like Easter eggs and recurring char- characters somewhat like a. Uh... Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the guy from the the stand, like yeah. the big bag from the stand, is also in the Dark Tower series from, mm-hmm. series from memory. And yeah, yeah, they all kind of exist in the same sort of slightly askew universe. Yeah, very weird. It was it's not very weird. It's it's good, but it was like weird going people going, "Oh, that's Randall Flag from the Stand." I'm like, I've yeah. never read the Stand. I don't know what that means. Oh man, if if uh, if you ever consider reading the Stand, I'd recommend the complete and uncut edition because when it was okay. first published. I think from memory, don't don't quote me on this. Maybe incorrect, but it was too physically long to be like like the amount of pages to be manufactured. Mm. You know, like they would have had to break it into two books. Um, mm-hmm. So they and and also because he's not the most concise person, which I relate <laughs> to very hard. Like, yeah. That's so fair. there's a, just this whole all these this extra detail that's in the complete and uncut edition that's not essential to the plot. Like these kind of side things, but they're mm-hmm. just yeah worth reading i reckon he was the first person that i read that does that thing like game of thrones did really well of like setting you up to care about a bunch of characters or a character and then just killing them off suddenly and you're like oh shit nobody's <laughs> safe yeah. nobody it's not just like the token pizza guy or something or all the sort of little bit actors and and like your classic horror movie mm-hmm. that get like off really early and like can be like the main person yeah like, wow that was that was yeah for sure I, that I can definitely see that does up the stakes in a way that is really, really beautiful. And that was, that's one of my main things as well with a lot of the films coming out these days is like they're number X in a series. So, you know, by the time you know where the character ends up, you know, like in that Black Widow movie, I knew that she died another time. So the whole time there's no stakes. I'm like, well, yeah, right. You know, she's fine. Yeah. But anyhow, um, I like this guy getting trapped in a machine is his mom still around do you think this guy this uh character we've made miles teller yeah maybe he has one parent around hey eh? maybe mm-hmm. his mom's still around and maybe she doesn't want him to be working mm-hmm. in that industry yeah. so maybe he's kind of leading a bit of a double life to a certain extent not in defiance of her but maybe he's sort of like i mean it is in defiance but not 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 and he's not angry about her about it but mm-hmm. he just feels really compelled to, to do this thing that he's you know been told not to do yeah i like maybe that she a lot. knows something and sort of like headed it from them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think that might be a good like middle twist where yeah. we just should the whole time she's been like don't go don't go don't go and he's like i'm gonna go i'm gonna yeah. go i'm gonna go and then it's revealed that his father used to work at this factory this exact same factory yeah you know, and he's like, oh, no, okay, well, gosh, you know, and the, gosh is what he says, of course, he's not, <laughs> he's a very reasonable person, um, but he's like, oh, no, blah, blah, blah. 
ah, it's terrible. And he goes and he goes, well, this just, you know, inspires more fervor because he's like, now I have to know what happened to my father. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so he ends up in the machine. So think of withholding information because you feel that it's unsafe for the person to know, but actually that can mm-hmm. sometimes backfire spectacularly. Yes, absolutely. And then I think once he gets turned into the machine and starts printing out the t-shirts that become wildly mm. popular, what do you think happens to his mom? I mean, maybe she unwittingly wears one of these t-shirts and maybe she's the person that ends up discovering uh you know like figuring out that he is trapped in there or something it would be quite a mm, mm-hmm. i mean you could do almost do like a barbarian thing of like having him getting sucked into the machine and then the sort of plot follows his mum for a while and her son's gone missing and her you know husband's been missing for a long time and she's sort of just going through the motions, trying to chip on with life, and for some reason ends up with his T-shirt. And she goes, that's my son's maybe, handwriting. Yeah, maybe she eventually figures it out somehow. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's his handwriting. Oh, I like that a lot. And then we're following her. And then... Yeah. Does she destroy the plant, do you reckon? Or does she, like, what does she do about the information once she figures it out? I actually really like that. I like the idea of the mum being the person who, if, if there is going to be a happy ending where someone saves the day, I like quite like that. Mm-hmm. I do too. I feel like that's something that's not used enough. Mm-hmm. I like, think so uh, too. Yeah. Except for if it's mom, Mars needs moms or whatever. No, um, <laughs> I think, I, I do think that uh, either she blows it up, right, or yeah. she jumps in the machine too and then that clogs it and it that destroys it do we want her to commit self self sacrifice or do you want her to like walk out and be like and it's broken and we're done that's a good question eh? Mm -hmm. do you want the mum to survive and like the son to live at the expense of the mother or do you want Mm -hmm. them both to live or do they all die or Mm -hmm. i think we definitely have to blow up the factory like the it has to be destroyed yeah 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 absolutely yeah can't gonna well it depends how much we want a sequel true true maybe this yeah (laughs) maybe just leave something and there's some possibility of it maybe the blueprints (laughs) exist maybe the final scene is the good yeah the factory is blowing up and you just see like a page of the blueprint with charged edges but it's charred edges but it's still very readable just kind of drifting away and the wind or something, you know, you gotta you gotta leave these things out for a sequel because capitalism, right? Yeah. <laughs> if this is a hit, if this is a if this is a smash, mm-hmm. we've gotta, you know, we've gotta like ride those sequels out until it is just awful. <laughs> You're true. And this is why like I saw, I'm assuming. I mean I gave up early, but you know. That's fair. I'm I... assuming the latest saws weren't that great. I think I've seen but... one saw. I've seen one saw. But yeah. I couldn't tell you about this. But this is why I came to you, Joel, because you have a keen business mind. Oh, I mean, absolutely! Yeah, 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 this I'm, movie. I'm tyrant in the making. Business <laughs> tycoon. Yeah. Tyrant in the making is very good. Oh, um, when I was in, and when I was fourteen, I remember I bought a like a metal magazine, like a punk and metal magazine. Mm-hmm. And I remember selling the, one of the posters out of it to this goth kid for more than I'd paid for the magazine. <laughs> I still feel guilty about that now. 
I think I wanted to buy cigarettes or something, so I had to get a hustle. <laughs> that's so good. Oh, that's yeah. a classic little imp thing to do. That's so good. Yeah. It's a good poster, that, to be fair. I think it was like a coal chamber poster or something. Oh, very cool. <laughs> that's very yeah. good. I wish I was that enterprising as a child. Maybe yeah. I'd have stocks oh, and bombs. Um, I don't know. If that, I don't think that's even been public knowledge now. So hopefully it doesn't come back to to bite me. Yeah, I hope not. I mean, he was a nice guy. Hopefully it hasn't. Hopefully this isn't one of those movie trades where he he realized years ago and he's been trying to track me down or something. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I I think you know you could probably pay him the difference at this point in your yeah life, yeah. So, you know, I think you I think you're good for it. Also, you yeah, got a yeah. good poster, you know. Yeah, I've tried Connor into taking another poster. So. <laughs> um, I like that a lot. Okay, so um, the mom is about to. I think we almost. You see her about to like jump or something, and then it cuts to the outside of the factory. Yeah, she gets there. She sees what happens, and it cuts to the outside of the factory, and then it kind of like folds in on itself. Not like supernaturally, but like a beam gives away and it just kind of crumbles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're not sure what happened. What do you think? Yeah, I like that. This is a little bit vague, eh? That's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe there's sort of some hint that she survived afterwards or, yeah. or that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. I like it. Casual tea. Um, Casual do you want to do yeah. a quick lightning round? Would you want to? Yeah, yeah, sure. So just explain that again. That's where you get a word and we, we yeah, make we, a film pitch. Yeah. Yeah. We each get one uh, word yes. and we each do a different pitch on the word. Like, for example, yeah. I have here, I have sheet. And this is about, a, for, for me, sheet means that it is a film about the KKK and one guy who's really bad at being in the KKK and he keeps bringing a fitted sheet. <laughs> it's great. And it's got a real high thread count. Yeah, yeah. So it's like really hard. He's making it hard, far too hard for himself, yeah. <laughs> it's got to be washed in detergent because he has a lot of allergies to certain <laughs> scents and stuff. <laughs> like it's got to be washed in like very organic, ethically sourced <laughs> detergent. And he's just like really bad at being at the KKK. He's trying though. His <laughs> pappy was, his grandpappy was, and now he's trying, but he's really bad he's... at it. <laughs> That's sheet. Um, what is your movie based off of sheet? The word. So I reckon uh, my movie based off of sheet is like literally about a guy's bed sheet, and this is like this sheet has been with this guy since he was like a kid, right? And he's maybe has poor hygiene, and he never changes it. And it is, uh, it's a long-suffering sheet. You know, it's been through a whole lot of, uh, like, uh, awkward sexual encounters and, like, many solo encounters, and he's spilt crumbs on it and not cleaned it up, and it's, you know, stained, and the sheet really loves him. You know, it's sentient, this sheet. And then maybe one day um, somebody buys him a new set of sheets, and this just breaks the sheet. So it's this horror movie about this sheet who, you know, was too attached to its owner mm. and, and maybe starts off as being the sort of, you know, you empathize with this poor sheep, but then maybe, it, it, you know, this guy has unwittingly created a monster. 
I like that. Yeah. Somehow enough of his DNA has gotten into it and is fused to it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Become a sentient being. I like that a lot. Mm. Nice. Okay, next word is reluctance. Oh, reluctance. For me, it's about a young girl who's enrolled in ballet classes and learns uh-huh. to eventually gain confidence through the art of dance. And it's like a like a really sappy movie. Full of sack. Second movie. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Like Matilda's you? one of my favorites. It's a, oh, it's a great kind of sappy movie. That's great. Um mm-hmm. Man, I just keep going down grim paths, eh? Reluctance. <laughs> I, so I reckon uh, this is like, there's an object, maybe it's like some guy finds like something in a, in a, in a thrift store and he can, some figures out he can somehow use it to like, uh, like uh, maybe alter things or, or make luck go in his way. But each each time he uses it, there's a consequence. So I just started off with a pun, which is like, yeah, I got and luck, repetitive yep. luck. And then, uh, but maybe maybe each time the consequence gets worse. Ooh. So he can get whatever he wants, but there's some sort of physical Yeah, toll. maybe he doesn't yeah. realize mm-hmm. it first. It's sort of like a butterfly effect type thing, mm-hmm. perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you like know, that. He just sort of realizes like he... Uh, and may- maybe he has like a, a bet running on a sports team or something and they're losing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the All Blacks... And uh, <laughs> I don't know if this makes me a shitty person, but as a side note, I'm kind of chuffed each time New Zealand loses the rugby, but probably does maybe. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't just... speak to that. I'm sorry. I, uh... But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe he sort of starts noticing the correlation, but he's in too deep because he's kind of learned to rely on it rather than oh. learning how to navigate difficult situations or what have you. I like that. I like that a lot. I love when someone's in too deep over their head and they can't mm. go back and they're just trying to manage. I love a movie like that. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Um, that's no good. Uh, we're going to go with Housewife. 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 So, mine is a horror film. Uh-huh. And it's about this couple that goes to re-wallpaper um, their home. And slowly, through you, the, slowly the, the wallpaper starts to consume the wife. And the wife becomes the house. She is oh, yeah. the housewife. And yeah. yeah. And then this guy's like, I have to, like, I still love my wife, but she's a house. What do I do? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, no. I said I had traditional values, but this is crazy. (laughs) You know? Oh, man. Yeah. Maybe it's like the area is they're trying to put a motorway through it or something. And so (gasps) he's just like, it's just, he just loves, you know, he doesn't want his house to be taken down because that's his wife. That's, oh, that's so tragic. Oh, for you, housewife. housewife. Yeah, man. I just, I, I just like it goes straight to a horror again. Um, I feel like uh, maybe 
trying to think of a subversive take on it. The classic one would be just like somebody who, for all kind of outward appearances, is like a, a the housewife, but is maybe like a, a murderer. Mm. Not, uh, mm. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Okay. <laughs> maybe it's maybe no, no, maybe it's based on the 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 recent. Maybe it's a sort of like Lucy based on the recent. Erin uh, Patterson case in Australia where she's allegedly poisoned her um, ex and some of his family with mushrooms. Did you hear about that? Oh, yeah. I, I yeah, yeah. She made that. a beef oh. Wellington and a whole bunch of them went to hospital. And, yeah. Ooh, that's terrible. And it's got to have Michael Douglas in it. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Perfect. Mm. No notes. Um, well, this has been heaps of fun, Joel. Do you have anything that uh, you want to mention to people who listen to this episode of the podcast? Like, or any projects or anything? Uh, you could give me a follow on uh, Instagram, which is Bold Jensen. It's my first and last name with the initial SWAT round, which is B-O-E-L-J-I-N-S-E-N. Um, I'm trying to get better at promoting my socials because <laughs> I want to get a show on the Comedy Fest next year. Um, <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> yeah. Don't we all? Because... Yeah, when I went and talked to them about it, they like uh, were saying social media is a big thing. So, yeah, mm, okay. I've got to stop actually just liking memes and start trying to put something <laughs> out there, I guess. Fair enough. Um, fair but enough. other than big projects, uh, no, I've just, just got a bunch of stand up. Oh, look out for my hour show at the comedy festival. Yes, <laughs> yes absolutely. Yeah. You're manifesting it into existence mm. 100%. Oh, well, that's. You heard it here, folks. Um, also, folks, if you want to go to tristan.substack.com, you can, Trist, yeah, tristanmiller.substack.com, excuse me, uh, you can get early access into the video as well of this episode. And then also I write film reviews sometimes when there's not strikes on. Um, yeah, there you go. That's that's also what you can do. Again, thank you so much, Joel, for doing this. Great to see you again. Thank you for having me. Yeah, likewise.